Welcome to Illuminating the Scriptures, a study of Nevi'im. In this series, we explore the words of the prophets and delve into the meaning and significance of these sacred texts. Sefer Yeshaya, the book of Isaiah, chapter 10, verses 28 through 34, till the end of the chapter. These, this passage describes Sancheirev, the Assyrian king, coming against Jerusalem to besiege it and to capture it. And the prophet goes through the various cities that he is, uh, these are little villages or towns that are to, generally to the north of Jerusalem, and he passes through these cities as it comes towards Jerusalem. So verse 28 reads, Ba al-Ayas, he has come upon Ayas, Ayas is the name of the village, of Arba Migrain, he has passed through Migrain, Lemichmash Yafkid Kalov. In Michmash, it's the name of a place, Yafkid Kalov, that's where he appoints his uh, vessels or his tools, like he deposits them there. Avru Mabara, they pass through Mabara, a name another place, and some of these places specifically, this one, we have a play on Hebrew words. The name Mabara and the word Avru, the verb describing passing through, are similar to each other. Verse 29, they have passed through Mabara, Mabara is the name of a village, and they have passed through that village. No, the Assyrian army has passed through that village. I would comment and say that some of the verbs and nouns are, there's a Hebrew play on words. The name Mabara and the Hebrew verb Avru are parallel to each other. Geva, Malaylanu, Geva is the name of a place, Malaylanu, they slept there. Charda Harama, Rama is the name of a place, Charda, it trembled. This describes the people of the city, the Jewish people, the inhabitants of the city, moved out of the city and, and panicked when they see the Assyrian army coming. Give us Shol, name of a place, give us Shol, literally the hill of Saul, the king Saul, the first king of the Jewish people. Nasa ran away, again, escaped from before the advance of the Assyrian army. Verse 30, Tzali Kailech, lift your voice in, in a cry, in this case a cry of warning, Bas Galen. Bas Galen would be the daughter of Galen. Galen being the name of the place. Bas, the daughter, would be the dwellers of that place. Hakshivi Laisha. Laish, name of a place. Listen. In other words, hear that warning cry. Ania Anasais. Anasais, name of a place. Ania is impoverished. The understanding is that her inhabitants have left her, so she's impoverished. Over here also we have a play on words. The name Anasais and the description Ania are in are similar to each other in the Hebrew. Verse thirty-one: Nadada Madmena. Madmena has moved away. Madmena again, name of a place. Nadada, her people have moved out of her. Yeshvei, I gave him the dwellers of the place called gave him. Heizu have all gathered together to leave to run away from before the Assyrian army. Verse thirty-two: Oid It is it is still day. Benayv Lamaid. When he stands in Naiv. Naiv is the name of a place. It's, it was the city of priests which King Saul in the book of Samuel massacred. This episode is described in uh, f- the first book of Samuel, chapter 22. This is the Assyrian king. He waves his hand. We understand he's waving his hand in a motion of a disparaging motion, a motion of as if it's meaningless. It's small, the mountain of Zion. Give us Yerushalayim, the hill of Jerusalem. The picture we get over here is that the Assyrian king is traveling 
through the various villages. And he arrives at Naive, and he waves his hand toward Jerusalem in, in a disparaging motion. And this is where his journey stops. The next verse, the next two verses are going to describe his destruction. There's a teaching of the sages over here. Rashi quotes this. is a medrash. It's not explicit in the verse at all. But the medrash tells us that his stargazers, Sancheriv, the Assyrian king's stargazers, told him that if he captures Jerusalem today, that particular day, he would uh, succeed. And when he came to Naive and he saw how small the city was, he made this disparaging motion with his hand and he said, there's no need for me to worry about anything. I can certainly capture it whenever I want to and there's no limits on my ability to capture this, this small place. The Vilna Gain brings another thought on this, and he focuses on the idea that many of these places that we just mentioned are not mentioned in many other places in Scripture, except in relation to King Saul. Michmash is mentioned, is actually mentioned more than one place, but it's, it's a place that took uh, King Saul, uh, had a, did a certain activities over here we have in First Samuel chapter 13. Migraine is only mentioned elsewhere in all scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 14. And Givashal is explicitly mentioned over here. Givashal, which is Shal's capital. And Naiv, which is the city that Shal killed out. And the Vilnagoyan points out that the Assyrian king had power and the ability to do what he did because of the sins of the Jewish people. And that somehow reflected in the kingdom of Shal, of Saul. And this what a stargazer had told him, that if he captures it that day, he'll uh, be successful. That's because the sins of Saul, th- their effect reached until this day. The sin, specifically the sin of killing out the city of Naive. And once those sins were expired, he had no power anymore. The concept over here is, and all, all this was a real digression from the simple meaning of the verse, and I generally try to avoid that type of thing. But in this case, I am doing that simply because the concept fits right into the verse. The concept over here is is that the Assyrian king represents one type of kingdom, a kingdom that sets itself up as a power, as strength. Look at me, says the king of whichever kingdom, you know, country. I have all the power, I have all the strength, lean on me. And that type of kingdom is a contradiction to God's to accepting the yoke of God's kingdom. And the Davidic king, which is going to be described in chapter 11, is a king who he's imbued, his, his whole character is fear of God. It's all about God being the king. He doesn't eclipse God's kingdom in any way, shape, or form. The, the reference to Saul's kingdom over here is a reference to a kingdom in Israel. It's not, it's not necessarily a focus on Saul himself. It's to the degree that Israel themselves has the Assyrian-type king, which is a king that doesn't lean on God, but leans on human strength, human power. To that degree, the Assyrian king has power over them. Once they move away from that and they go towards the Davidic king, that's when the Assyrian king has no more power and God intervenes to save the Jewish people. Verse 33, Behold, the master of the Lord of Hosea is Saif, Pura b'maratza, Mesayif means he breaks the branches, Pura, of the high branches of the tree, b'maratza, two ways of interpreting that. Either maratza is describing a tool which is used to d- destroy branches, an axe of sorts, or it means with strength. those who are tall and towering in their height will be chopped down. 
will be cut down. Lofty of stature will be cut down. Bagvayim and those who are high yishpalu will be brought low. It means in other words, the people who have haughtiness, who have arrogance, who are looked up to, will be brought down. Venikaf, verse thirty-four. Venikaf The thickets of the forest will be cut with iron. And the Lebanon will fall through the mighty. This is a reference, obviously, to the angel of God destroying the camp of Sancheriv. And this is describing the destruction of the army of Sancheriv. The thickets of the forest describe military strength, physical strength, and all that will be destroyed. And this leads us into chapter 11, which describes the Davidic king who has a whole different mode of ruling and uh, exerting his power.